All right. This episode is a bit more sensitive. So if you do have little ears uh, in the car or around you, I would definitely either say put some headphones on or... Not um, while you're driving, though. Not while you're driving. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely turn it off for now if there's little ears around um, and then turn it on at a more appropriate time because we are going to be talking about very adult stuff. Pornography, Uh, mm -hmm. sex, intimacy. We are going to use the words for the the things we're talking about. So if you don't want your two-year-old or three-year-old asking you what pornography is quite yet, then you probably want to not listen while they're in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, just so you kind of know where we're headed, this episode, we're going to talk about the problem of pornography. And then I think in the second part of this two episode series, we will be addressing kind of practical ways to pursue purity. Mm -hmm. How's that for for using P's? That's some alliteration for you. Anyway, thank you for joining us. It's going to be a good conversation. We'll keep it lively, and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Okay, speaking of little ears, <laughs> we were watching The Office the other day, and it was the one where Dwight, so Andy's dating Angela. Do you remember that? Andy's yeah. dating Angela, and Dwight was talking about how, unless a superior male cuckolds him, <laughs> and so Della, she goes, what does cuckold mean? <laughs> Nice. If you ever try to explain the word cuckold to a five-year-old little girl, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. Why am I laughing? I don't know. Anyway, so kids pick up on that kind of stuff. That's why we had the warning up front. Yes, yes. You want to make sure those little ears are guarded and protected. Or be ready to have some conversations. That's all I got to yeah. say. Yeah, well, yeah, at some point you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, so this problem of pornography is huge. And I think we just felt convicted of this. So we did a question and answer uh-huh. thing last week. And we've talked about porn in the past. It's not something that we've really av- avoided per no, se. it's but just been interwoven in our conversations more. Not we haven't. I don't think necessarily hit it head on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Except so, for in Q and A's. And we've not, I think, been as comprehensive in our addressing that issue. Mainly because I feel like it's one of those things that needs to be done in in a really good community context to be right. productive. Yeah, and it's it's a heavy topic. It's yeah. a really heavy topic. And to be completely candid, as bl- uh, bloggers, podcasters, whatever content writers we, we are creating, it's it does take its toll, like doing research on this. Mm-hmm. And I just honestly, I, I like to steer clear of it from a personal standpoint, but right. we recognize the need. And like we said, we had a lot of people writing in after a Q&A episode, and they were asking about this. And there's a lot of fallout because of pornography yeah. in people's lives. And wives are feeling broken wives are being addicted Mm -hmm. husbands are feeling broken husbands are being addicted children are addicted to this garbage and so we're going to talk about that people are being used in it yes yes whole other side of it yeah so it's it's really insidious um uh, let's do some quick house housekeeping as usual real (laughs) fast dive in man your guys your uh reviews that you've written in have been so encouraging Mm -hmm. i don't have them in front of me but the i think one of the latest ones was super encouraging just people i think are getting a lot out of these episodes and out of our efforts which obviously that's it's fun to be fruitful right (laughs) so thank you if you've left a review if you haven't left a review please do because uh we're needy people Not needy. God is good no matter what, but it is nice to know that all your hard work is 
is, is working. paying off and that yeah. God's making things grow. And uh, Yeah, go to awesome. iTunes, whatever your podcast app is. Please rate us and write a review if you can. All right, number two, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a website that allows us to connect as creators to connect with you, listeners and readers. Mm-hmm. We are um, trying to get to our 200th patron and we're almost there. I think we need three more. So if you feel that itch, that urge, that calling to be a part of this ministry, we would be honored. So you go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Our mission, if you're curious, is to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. Finally, if you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. You can find the phone number 971-333-1120 or use the internet to ask a question the there. <laughs> oh, you're pretty good. You didn't even have to look at your notes or anything. Yeah, look well, it's one of those things. So it's smart. one of those things. So smart. Okay, so the, the topic at hand. Yeah, the topic at hand. <laughs> the topic at hand. I think a little bit of warm-up is due because we changed our rhythm today. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we ate before we did the podcast. Normally, we have lunch after the podcast. And I was like, well, you fell asleep on the couch just 20 minutes ago. You were asleep. Hey, I need a power nap, man. You need a power nap. I need a power nap. And I power napped. Well, you like know, less but, than 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> so, but why do you need a power nap? Oh, because I'm pregnant with our number Kelly Clarkson music. <laughs> Doesn't really go in this moment, I don't think. <laughs> this moment's too it's 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 above that. Yes. Uh anyway, yeah, Selena is pregnant with our third, third child. child and we do not yet know the gender that has been the big question but we will find out soon enough yeah about 15 weeks along so 15 weeks along Holy moly, it feels like it's flying almost. so we'll have two daughters and a third child soon to be third de- determined <laughs> tbd it's already determined we just don't know it we just don't know it, it was determined years ago god well we're good reformed theologians <laughs> years ago <laughs> millennia past. oh man so we're thankful thank you yes. for we told our patreon community i think about a month ago so if you want to be in the know yeah you know <laughs> but they were super supportive yes. and that was really fun to share that with them we're kind of excited. under the radar yes yeah i'm are, how about you what's your big news <laughs> <laughs> my big news is my wife's pregnant have you heard <laughs> have you heard oh yeah Oh, I'm, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, but I am, um, this won't affect my duties as a fierce marriage person, but I've recently taken the role as chaplain for our local minor league baseball team. Did yeah. I share that yet? I don't the know. The Tacoma Rainiers. The Tacoma Rainiers. They are a feeder team for the Seattle Mariners, which are number one right now. Hello. Number one, which is wow. unheard of. We're all freaking out. The, the Rainiers are freaking out. It's really exciting. It's pretty awesome. Basically what it means is I get to meet with them. Anytime there's a Sunday home game, Yes. I get to talk with them through a little chapel. We do like a 15-minute chapel with the home team. Mm -hmm. We do a 15-minute chapel with the away team. And then I'll ask the umpires. There's a team of three umpires that are at every game. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them if they want to pray, if they need prayer or anything like that, or if they want me to do the the message, right? Because we do a little mini message. It's been really fun to kind of um, think differently, Mm -hmm. exegetically. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Exegetically. There it is. There it is. Exegetically. Uh, Just a good, good teacher over here. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. it's been great. We're just kind of connecting with our community more, which I think is important. And you're able to get out and learn, uh, you know, learn what it means, I guess, to like just translate Jesus in a yeah face-to-face way. Just mm-hmm. discipleship, more discipleship, I guess. It's great. So, yeah, you did you did good. You said your your first run was kind of like the whole Michael Scott when he 
<laughs> Jan Levison Gould, I presume. <laughs> and, and Pam's always like, nope, still me. And then she gives <laughs> nope, him another run. Nope. Hey, Jan, how's it going? <laughs> so that was kind of his, your first time. Yeah. But it was it went well, though. Well, it's, it's really awkward because we meet in the dugout. So yeah. it's it's kind of an awkward dynamic, but it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm thankful for it. God's so, already using you. All right. Let's... Uh, this topic is huge. I don't. I don't want to make too light of it. And yeah. also, I just want to. I mean, pornography is something that, if not every marriage, almost every marriage has dealt with or will will deal with at some, with point, at some point. Yeah, yeah. And the statistics are staggering. Trying to wrap your arms around the scope of what is happening online feels nearly impossible. Yeah. Like some of the stuff, like petabytes of information that are transferring across the internet on a daily basis. Something like 33 to 45% of that traffic, depending on the, the poll, depending on the data you're looking at, is just purely porn, pornographic material. Hmm. There is, I'm looking at a statistic right now, it's $3,075 is being spent on pornography every second. Jeez. 3000 more than $3,000 every second. So think about that. While we're recording this, that's going to be $180,000 per minute. Yeah. So one point eight million dollars well, every ten minutes. <laughs> so that's like it's one of the most. Isn't it one of the biggest industries in the world? One of the like most uh, biggest producing like multi billion dollar industries. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that is horrific to me. <laughs> I mean, that just sinks my heart. Yeah. Um, and just to again reiterate the picture that we're trying to paint in this first episode is to understand um, the problem, the depth of mm. the problem, uh, and how it is sin. And how we may say, yeah, it's fine, but we're just, you know, whatever. Like kind of brushing right. it under the carpet. But I think in order to really understand the solution and to understand how we can walk through it and how we can maybe even support people that we know are dealing with it, um, we need to really understand the problem and how it's not just a here and now thing, but it's mm. a it's a there and then thing. And we are part of that just with the, the whole revolution of technology and mm. all of that and how people now have multiple screens yeah. um, that an individual owns, you know, and kids have access to so much. Yeah, uh, it is. A, I can't say this in strong enough language, but it is insidious. Yeah. It is not just a nuisance. It's not just a side note to humanity. It is absolutely it's sinful. It is yeah. death. Yeah. It is the viper in the bedroom in the homes across mm -hmm. America, across the world. It's an international epidemic. Mm -hmm. We don't know, truly, we don't know how it's affecting us yet. Mm -mm. There is science around, you Not know. Not the extent. We don't know the entire We don't know the full extent. Yeah. We know, we do know the science behind yeah. addiction and how it is similar to drug addiction mm -hmm. and in, in a lot of ways stronger than drug addiction. We know how it affects the human psyche. We know how it affects the human body physiologically. We know mm -hmm. how it affects emotional connections with other people. Mm -hmm. And we know the toll that it takes on society, right? Yeah. In terms yeah. of the sex trade, sex yeah. trafficking, prostitution, uh, prostitution, child pornography. I, I read a statistic. Um, it says basically anyone who has admitted to having an extramarital affair is 300% more likely. So that's they're three times more likely to have been addicted to pornography at some mm -hmm. point. So what that says is there's a strong correlation between deviant sexual behavior right. and addiction to pornography. Right. Also, pornography is getting darker. Right. Like softcore porn is is gone, which I don't even know what that means truly, but I'm pretty sure it's well, nowadays. Again, it's, the, it's the effects of it, right, on our psyche and our brains, and we, you become numb to it. And so people yeah, so, want more of a 
experience. There's a website, enough.org, and it's, it's enough is enough. It's a, their tagline is making the internet safer for children and families. And they said, pornography has changed. Extreme content is the new norm. Soft porn has disappeared. In 2010, the Journal of, the Journal of Violence Against Women reported physical aggression, 88.2% of leading pornography scenes, and verbal aggression in almost half, with 94.4% of the aggression directed toward women and girls. Okay, so we want to talk about toxic masculinity. Mm. This is where... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting fired up. This is where society drives me crazy, culture, because you have these movements. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have movements which in some ways are good. Me Too, that Me Too movement. Okay, let's expose abuse, abuse of power, abuse of all that kind of stuff. Let's expose, let's get out, let's deal with it. Some of that's good. There's there's, um, all kinds of talk about women's rights, equality, which again, good. We Mm -hmm. want women's rights. Women are valuable. We want to make sure that uh, there's equitable you know, op- opportunities and things like that, not to get political or anything like that. But we generally care about equal rights. Right. But, and then you, in the same, if you look at Twitter, like you'll see the same person tweeting about women's rights, tweeting about Me Too, tweeting about all this other stuff, and they will, on the on the same thread, say, pornography should be fine. Who are you to tell me that pornography is wrong? Right. And the data shows that those two things are correlated so closely. Right. So, like, this is a truly big, big topic. Right. So there's all the science behind it, but then there's also the spiritual aspect of it, meaning that we are designed for a sexuality that is conformed to God's vision of it. Yes. And pornography is a, is a gross distortion of it, a huge distortion of it. And so anytime we engage in in an activity that is so against God's design, it is going to sear our consciences and Mm -hmm. what the Bible calls quenching the Holy Spirit. Mm. And we can just ignore the Holy Spirit and the conviction and our consciences start responding until God forbid we're, 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 we're given over to, hmm. I mean, Romans one talks about being given over to sexual mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the word there, sexual, um, basically, um, perversion mm-hmm. is akin to the word pornea, right? Which mm-hmm. is any, it's like a, it's a junk drawer word for any sort of sexual per- perversion. Usually it's fornication. Right. There's a different word for extramarital affairs, right? but well, and I, We're warned against that. I think even in Genesis 3, you know, we've, I've been studying a lot of that for this book that we're writing and just seeing the words and the actions of Adam and Eve in, Gen- in Genesis 3 and when the fall happened. And there's a verse, and I don't have it in front of me, but when it says, she saw she saw the fruit on the tree, right? The tree mm-hmm. of, of the knowledge of good and evil that she was, God told, told her and Adam not to partake of. It says she saw the, saw the fruit. She saw that it was desirable. And then she took it Hmm. like she saw it. She wanted it. She took it. And it's that is the progression that you see with sin. Right. Mm. It's like we see it. We want it. And we just take it. And Mm. we don't even question whether or not like the whole thing, the whole conversation that her and God (laughs) had about like you can have all of this, all of Eden, all of this perfection. But this one thing I'm asking you not to. And how how quickly even we see it in our kids, two year olds say, okay, you can play with everything in this playroom, but if you touch this one thing, mm-hmm. this plug, this outlet or something, it could hurt you. And how many times they go over to it? You know, it was just yeah. like the sin nature is is calling and drawing us to these these things, which is why God puts into place uh, his, his commandments and his design and his word that shows us the way to love. I mean, you guys wonder why we talk about like being transparent with our screens, why we talk about what it means to actually love each other, what it means to mm. live in covenant with each other, because these are the things that God is saying, this is the way I've designed you to live. And it's going to go against your sin nature and your brokenness. 
But if you trust me in it and you walk that path, like there is joy to be had. There's fullness. There's life abundantly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there, his way is, is the highest way and the perfect way. And we need to lift our minds to that. We need to have our hearts. We need to ask him to bring our hearts and our lives around to him being the authority and not ourselves. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're pulling straight from, you know, first Corinthians. Yes. Paul's I've been about, like, in Corinthians and Genesis and John and Colossians. <laughs> Those have been the Right. But chapters. earnestly desire higher gifts and I will show you still a more excellent way. Mm. And it's the way of love. And certainly, I, I don't know that we have to convince people of that. No, but I think we can associate love with a feeling. And so when we, yes. there's a whole other path that goes down, well, I'm not feeling love. So then maybe I go to pornography because that helps me feel yeah. better about myself. And then what does that do? It dehumanizes people. It objectifies people. Yeah. You lose all touch with reality and relationships and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I want to be transparent. And we'll talk about this more, I think, in the next episode. We're going to do a two-part series on this. Mm-hmm. And the next one, I think it's going to be more our own experience. My experience as a guy and a husband struggling with this. Right. Talking about the journey out of the it. The journey out of it. Yeah. yeah. And what that journey looks like. And to hopefully really equip some couples who have been dealing with this. Um, and your journey as a wife mm-hmm. and how you helped me and your own emotional kind of reparation that happened. Right. And reconciling our relationship and kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I Meaning what is to be had right. if we conform our Mm-hmm. vision of reality, our vision of sexuality to God's. Mm-hmm. And we let our hearts be transformed in that, in that way. So I want to be transparent that we're not standing here in mm. from a high pedestal saying, yes. Hey guys, we've never dealt with this. Like that's not the case. Right. This is something that, that we dealt with and by God's grace have found liberation from, mm-hmm. and certainly has not been easy, has not been comfortable, has not been completely full of victory. <laughs> there's been right. failure and there's been regret and there's been shame, but there's also been God's grace and right. there's been love. And you know, what? I can tell you on this side of it, our, our marriage is stronger for it. Right. And our sex life is more than I could have ever hoped for. It You're really wel- is. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, no, I think that that's going to be definitely an important piece to it, you know, and uh, the biggest thing I want to say is that we did deal, we did, um, face it in our early, in the early years of our marriage. And sometimes I think we walk into marriage thinking that, Oh, my husband doesn't look at it. Or if you're mm-hmm. a wife and you look well, at it and say, yeah. well, it's not a big deal. Like we're having sex. It's fine. Like it's just really contributing to the sexual drive. And first of all, that's a lie. Second of all, you're not living transparently or as one in unity. And so I would mm. challenge you there to, if you have not had the conversation yet, you need to have it. Are you looking at pornography? How often? And do we both agree that it is a sin and it is wrong? Yeah. I th- and again, we'll get into that and in how to actually kind of have that conversation right. and open up you know, that, a productive dialogue around right. that because sometimes it can feel very unproductive. Yeah, I agree. There are positive ways to go about that. And, Sorry, um, a little heavy-handed yeah. there. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and it's all positive, honestly, if, you, if it's in the spirit of love and, and reconciliation and holiness. It's all going to be positive, but I think there are more painless ways. Not painless, but more, uh, what's the word? Productive? Productive, yeah. Productive ways to go about it than others. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, I really just want to paint the picture of what is at stake yeah. with pornography. Um, so what, we mentioned some things. We're going to read some statistics to you, okay, because I feel like it's helpful. Yeah. Um, I don't like to aggrandize these statistics because they can feel kind of, um, they can feel void of true meaning because they're just numbers. But in this case, I want to make that, let that decision 
rest on you, listener. <laughs> right. um, so these are some st- statistics from the website Fight the New Drug, which is uh, all about basically it, they say they're not religious. I think there's something there going on um, and they're not political. So it's strictly treating this like a drug addiction. Mm. And they say uh, consumer stats from NCOSE that are hard to believe. So 60, I'm just going to read a few of these. 64% of young people ages 13 to 24 actively seek out pornography weekly or more, more often than that. Teenage girls and young women are significantly more likely to actively seek out porn than women 25 years old and above. Mm. So with the two daughters, mm. I want to be mindful of that. I mean, I don't, I'd like to think they're never going to think about or be tempted by or be somehow lured into this. Right. But you're, I feel like pe- kids are getting exposed at such a young age um, in ways that you can't always predict or control. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have that conversation and know that that is coming or know the statistics, I think better equips us to mm-hmm. to walk them through that. This one's staggering. It's porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each week. Oh, man. Netflix Amazon and Twitter. I mean, we're talking Amazon. I think it was recently valued as, I mean, I know Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, but can you believe that? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, and that it's, it's pornography. And it's a lot of times it's these free porn sites where they're right. serving up uh, petabytes of information. Um, petabyte is like, I think a thousand terabytes. So you've got gigabytes, terabytes, and then petabytes. <laughs> so it's like a, one petabyte is like a million gigs, I think. Wow. So, um, 34, this one, this one's interesting too, from a Christian perspective, because I've no, I've been, I've been, I could be in one in this statistic, 34% of internet users have been exposed to unwanted porn via ads, pop-ups, et cetera. Hmm. This, the other one, what, what was the one about the screens, Selena? Is that like 70 like or 80%, 80% of porn queries or porn views mm-hmm. are happening on mobile devices. Right. So tablets. Like a tablet or uh, a phone, iPhone or screen. Right. So Smart my dad, <laughs> so I'm just going to share a little anecdote. My dad who's a counselor for many years, a uh, Christian private practice and counseled uh, for sexual abuse, depression, anxiety, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the biggest problems that he was dealing with in this area were young kids that were on the bus and they're just, you know, playing a game or whatever. And the game pops up. Yeah. And it's got an ad and it may not be pornographic, but it certainly is suggestive. And it's right. trying to get those kids to think in terms they're not wired to think in. Not yet. Yeah. Like, I'm, you <laughs> We're know, not really ever. You're yeah. a nine-year-old kid, 10-year-old yeah. kid. You're just playing some whatever game they're playing nowadays. <laughs> and all of a sudden now you've got some, you know, some animated figure who right. is very scantily clad right. and very well endowed, I'll say. <laughs> Because that's someone else's fantasy. Right. And now this kid's thinking in terms of sex. Right. And right. so and then he's got some other kid who's got a phone whose parents aren't as, aren't as, you know, maybe strict. And the kid says, hey, check this out. Look right. at this video. Right. And, and then boom, nine years old, exposed. Right. Um, this one, here's another one. So ni- uh, porn is a global estimated $97 billion industry with about $12 billion of that coming from the U.S. Mm. Um, let's see here. Between 2005 and 2009, child porn was hosted on servers located in all 50 states. So the reason why I want to share that one is because partaking in this is not just, um, it's not just affecting you. Right. You're basically fueling an industry. You may not pay for porn. You may not say, here's my credit card number. I have the subscription now, Hmm. platinum member. (laughs) That may not be you. But if you're if you're viewing this stuff, yeah, you're supporting it through views, through advertisement, yeah. 
And yeah, you might think Which one is the one most billion, valuable, which, though. Yes. Views are the most valuable, I yeah. think, exchange. Yeah. And so it, I think a case could be made, and I think it should be made, that by partaking in this industry in any way, mm-hmm. you are, by extension, partaking in very dark things that yes. are happening to innocent people, yeah. relatively innocent, right? All of sin and falling short of the glory of God. But I'm saying kids, mm. sexual exploitation of children and women, mm-hmm. you're participating in that. I don't know if anybody ever told me that when I was in college, yeah. but that, that would have been devastating to me. Yeah. And hopefully you, ha- you're not seared <laughs> to the point where you do that. You gloss over that. Right. 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 And even if you don't subscribe to a, a biblical worldview, right. We've had some conversations with couples. They're like, well, why would I, why, I don't need God for my marriage. I can still have a happy marriage. Well, I'm saying, even if you don't subscribe to Jesus, that's debatable. I think you do need Jesus for a truly happy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but even if you don't subscribe to that, you can still say, it is for the hum- humanity, human- human- yeah, human good, <laughs> yeah. and flourishing to um, curb activities that hurt children and women. Right, that's right. for sure the case. So, uh, yeah, it's so important for us to understand uh, this problem and this epidemic, and to understand that it is it is toxic to the relationships around you. It's not just between you and mm. your spouse, even though that's I think where the hardest hits seem to happen, um, but also. When your conscience is being seared, when you are um, being affected hmm. in your brain, in your heart, and your your soul with pornography, then it definitely affects how you interact with people, especially again yeah. your spouse, but also extended family and your kids. Um, you're you're objectifying other human beings, and that's going to seep in to how you relate yeah. to your kids, how you relate to other people of the opposite gender of. You know, even again, extended family, it's, it's a very, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of brokenness around this. And we've experienced it in, in different sides. I would say like, it's, we've seen the effects of it, um, from other friends and in families and how devastating it can be, um, when it's brought to the surface and, Mm -hmm. and the roots, I mean, it goes so deep. I mean, for yeah. It's not just watching something. It, yeah. it, it usually watching something leads to wanting something from someone else. Well, it's like that statistic that you know basically porn users are more likely to have extramarital affairs right. or be you know parts of deviant activity. Right. There's things. Uh, man, I I was shocked to learn about hookup culture mm. with apps like yeah. Tinder, which yeah. you know we talked uh, a few episodes or a few months back. Kate Warman. Yeah. She's talking about dating. Yes. And the different apps that surround that and the hookup culture of that and, and mm. how it's expressly just carnal. They're using the word like this carnal. It's physical. I don't care about you. I'd rather we don't say anything. Let's just get together, have sex and leave. You do what you want. I'll do what I want. And then we leave. Mm-hmm. That's the where did that even come from? Yeah. Where did that at what point did humanity say that this is better for us? This is right. I would rather have this momentary pleasure, mm-hmm. if you can call it that, mm-hmm. than something that is truly, truly valuable and truly something that worth pursuing. So the objectification and dehumanization of not just the person that you are maybe hooking up with or the person you're watching on the screen, Mm -hmm. but you're truly dehumanizing yourself. Mm -hmm. As humans, we are designed for close relationship. Mm -hmm. We're designed for intimacy that is threefold, physical, I mean, in the terms of marriage, physical, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. and even, uh, you know, just relational and for mm-hmm. your friendship and all those different things. And you're objectifying yourself when you 
basically remove all of the intimacy from a physical right. transaction. Right. Just like I would use a wrench to turn a to turn a, a nut. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> tool. <laughs> terrible analogy. But you couldn't use like screwdriver. Right, that's, right. Just like I would use any sort of tool yeah. to, to perform a task, I'm using this person to now perform a task of a right. different nature. Right. Well, I, lo- I just want to highlight what you said. Like you, you said, if you can call it like pleasure, yeah. pleasure. And I'm just like, because of what God has taught us and what God has allowed us to experience in our own marriage, that doesn't sound pleasurable to me at all. Like that sounds horrific to me. That sounds mm. scary and, and horrible. But again, I, yes, I'm not the person that's maybe alone or the person that feels unloved or the person who's been abused and just feels, you know, secure if something, if I, if, if it doesn't feel that pain, if I can just, you know, be with somebody else and, mm-hmm. and that, and I'm not trying to minimize that, but I am saying that, the, that God's design is not discounting those pains and the, the things that we've dealt with and the trauma maybe before we've been married and, and entered into this like exclusive sexual relationship with our spouse. I think that God can bring reconciliation and he can mm. bring healing um, to those areas, but we have to be willing to walk that out. We have to be willing to face those. And, and that is not something that is easy to do. And that's okay. It's not supposed to be easy. And I think, again, the whole culture around just technology and social media and pornography is ease and comfort and pleasure, right? It's it's yep. right here, right now, what I want, all that I want. And well, and the, and the thing is, the part of the sales pitch is that it's not hurting anyone. Mm. everyone who's in these videos is here voluntarily, which that's an absolute lie. Absolute lie. Don't listen to the spokespeople of the porn companies telling you it's not a lie because it's a lie. (laughs) Yeah. They don't, I mean, they're not there because they're living their best life now. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. They are there because they are desperate or they are addicted in some way. Yeah. You know, usually they're drug addicted in some way or there's, I mean, there's a thousand reasons mm-hmm. and there's interviews on YouTube of, of ex-porn actors and actresses who came out of it saying just how horrible this industry is. Right. And then there's people who, who are spokespeople of it say, oh man, it's the best thing in the world. Well, let me tell you, they're not, they're not unbiased right. in that. So I, obviously I'm very passionate about this. I just want to go look to scripture here and we've got, we're going to read through some verses in Colossians. I think at this point, I just want to let scripture bear weight on our hearts. Right. Uh, we can look at the data. The data unequivocally shows that porn is damaging to the brain, damaging to relationships, and therefore damaging to society. Yes. That's outside of any worldview that you have. Right. It's damaging. Okay. So what does God's word say? How is it damaging to the soul? I think is the question we're concerned with. And mm-hmm. how is it damaging to the marriage? All of these things obviously bear weight on your marriage. But let's read Romans 1. Okay. I just want to read. It's going to be a longer passage, but I just want to sit in it a little bit and respond to it um, and let the truth just bear bear its weight on our hearts. So this is Romans one seventeen. I love this for in for in it, excuse me. So this is Romans one sixteen. for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. All right. So <laughs> sorry. We were just doing that verse today with the kids. <laughs> that is our starting point for this entire for conversation. Because if we, if we trust that the gospel is what, what God says it is, what Jesus says it is. Mm. It is the good news for our salvation, for those who believe in, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For us, for us to be called into God's family, mm-hmm. to no longer be delineated by our ethnicity 
or our family tree, but truly by who we put our faith in. That is the gospel. If we believe in that and that bears weight on our hearts, this will transform our whole understanding of humanity, our whole understanding of sexuality, yeah. our whole understanding of what it means to be obedient to God, to trust his ways, even if we don't understand them. Mm. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. I will die telling people about it. Yeah. So here we go. I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or to the Gentile. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Okay. And then it's talking about God's wrath on unrighteousness. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who by un their unrighteousness <clears throat> suppress the tr suppression is not a passive thing. It's an active mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. They are suppressing the truth. And by God's grace, we've, he's called us out of that, out of that place of being bearers of his wrath right. and being suppressors of truth. So if we're responding to the gospel, we no longer have to suppress this truth, but we can let it show us the way. Right. Or we call, yeah. Ahead, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking mm -hmm. and their foolish hearts were darkened. And we talked about searing the conscience, mm -hmm. quenching the Holy Spirit. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and, and receiving in themselves a due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. And they're filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. Okay. That's an intense chapter. <laughs> I didn't read the whole yeah, thing. No. And I don't think you need to read it fast next time. Just saying. <laughs> Just let us summer. It's, it's some okay. hard, I, good, hard stuff. It's hard stuff. And you know what? The, here's the reality, you guys. Without Christ, that's us. Mm -hmm. Without the gospel, that's me. Mm -hmm. I am given up to debased desires. I am given up to being, having dishonorable passions, to exchanging godly passion for something that is a lie mm -hmm. for exchanging and worshiping the created mm -hmm. as opposed to the creator. Yeah. And frankly, without Christ, I was there. Yeah. And with him now I can live in light of the gospel and, and let it be my salvation. Let it be my sanctification here right. and now. When we're being called, God is so good in his, in his, transformation of our hearts right because he doesn't just call us out of our sin but he calls us into his mm. ways and into his goodness and into his love and his desires for us mm. um and colossians 3 5 through 10 is another uh couple of verses that mm. i think really paint the picture and bring biblical um light to this industry this pornography um epidemic that we're dealing with um it says put to death therefore I want to interject really fast yes. because here I feel like the Romans passage was talking about kind of 
looking outward, mm-hmm. right? Paul was talking to the Romans, which is a very secular culture, right. um, polytheistic, very carnal, mm-hmm. um, a lot of sexual kind of deviance going on within the Roman culture. He's talking kind of from an out, from an inside out view. Mm-hmm. And here Paul is talking to the Colossians addressing their hearts. Right. Right. So it's an right. internal view. Now I'm looking right. inside myself as a believer. This yes. is the church in Colossae. How, how can my heart be guarded against desiring and partaking in sexual immorality and uh, earthly nature? So go ahead and read this. Right. No, I think you're right on. I was going to read up the first four verses, but it's, it is talking about as, you know, as believers now, mm-hmm. they know who God is. Mm. And so now that they know who he is, then this is how they need to put is the first four verses are just if then you've been raised with christ mm. seek the things that are above this is verse one yeah where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on things that are above not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with christ in god when christ who is your life appears then you also will appear with him in glory and here verse five where we're going to start put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality being the first Mm. Kind of crazy. Impurity. Crazy meaning um, not coincidental. Yes, thank you. For <laughs> Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, mm. and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices mm. and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator that do not lie I to one another. I know. Yes. So he's not talking about like, Oh, I, I have my husband. I looked at porn, but I'm telling my wife that I didn't. Right. No, it's a different type of lying. It's right. a, you're lying in the very nature of who you are in the sense that you are, we've heard couples come to us and they're having arguments about like if porn's okay or not. Right. <laughs> because the husband's saying, this is not affecting anyone. Like, it shouldn't bother you that I'm doing this. Like, it's not a real person. And right. in marriage, obviously, that's that's absurd. I don't know yeah. if there's any of our... If if you if that's what you're thinking, I'm here to hopefully steer you away from that thinking. Right. Okay? I don't wanna, lies. Yeah. I don't want to just, you know, shame people into thinking what I think. Right. <laughs> or, right. That's not... But exposing a lie, though. Expose the lie. Thank you. Yes. Um, because my tendency is to, I don't want to th- talk down to that thinking because maybe you just don't understand yet. Yeah, absolutely. But the whole point is that we tend to lie to ourselves and we think, or, or as a husband, you think it's not that big of a deal. Like I just, I'm just, my wife's not available right now, Selena, you're pregnant. So who knows what that's going to do to you physiologically. So I'm just going to, you know what, take that burden away from you. <laughs> you're giving me the eyebrows. It's all good. <laughs> it's actually mostly good. It's all good in the Frederick hood right now. <laughs> Them hormones. Okay. Love them hormones. Yep, keep going. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, so whatever that season of life you're in, or I'm just busy. I'm always at work. She's tired. Okay, I'm just going to... It doesn't hurt anyone. That's a lie, you yeah. guys. And what does it do? And this talks about... I mean, it talks about in Romans, it kind of... It's searing our consciences. Right. We're deceiving hardening ourselves. Our hardening our hearts. Yeah. And Paul is Paul is compelling the Colossians if then you have been raised with Christ, yeah. seek things that are above where Christ is right. seated on the throne. Well, and not lying to each other. He is, he says, since you have taken off your old self, that is an old self thing. That is a sinful mm-hmm. without Christ thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the practices that go along with that are things that we did before we knew what happened on the cross, before our souls understood the depth of what Jesus did. 
And I think that just to go on a small tangent, but just to understand the depth of forgiveness that God has extended to us Mm. in that he knew our motivations for sin. Some, some of them that are so deep that maybe we don't even fully understand. And he forgave them. He came Mm. to us and forgave us. Like, I don't, there's no, what other, and not only did he forgive (laughs) us and say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to reconcile. I'm going to, my blood is covering you. You don't have to take or experience the wrath of God because you believe and because Mm. I came more so because I came, (laughs) but you now are being called into the fold. You're called into the things of God, put on your new self, your mind, let your mind be renewed. And to us, that means being in scripture, understanding God's word, spending time with him, renew your minds in the things of God. That's good. The gospel is, it's the power for our salvation. It's Romans 1 16, mm-hmm. but it's also the present power for our sanctification. And that's yeah. what Paul is talking about here. I mean, we are saved here now. That's a foregone conclusion. Like yeah. I am going to be with Jesus in heaven, but I am also called to fight here and now for yeah. holiness, yeah. for sanctification. And it's not legalism. No. You're not, I'm not earning my way by acting this way. I'm acting this way because I didn't have to earn my way. So good. I'm acting this way because I love my Savior so much. And that's what Paul's talking about. I wasn't always enamored with Jesus like I am at this moment. Right. That, right. that renewal, not that I'm even anywhere near perfect. I don't want to put that picture out there. But that renewal and knowledge and the image of, of what, what does he say? Uh, and you put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge mm. in the image of its creator. So my mm. new self has a creator yeah. and I'm re- being renewed in that knowledge. Part mm. of that is, and a lot of reason, a lot of the reason that couples struggle with pornography or husbands or whoever struggles with it is there's some sort of past trauma in life mm. that is distorting your view of sex. It's distorting your view of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I would say Part of renewing the knowledge in the, of the image of your creator means that you need to look in your own heart and see what has happened in my life that is skewing how I see myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe my, my my dad didn't love me. My mom didn't care for me or I was abused. God mm-hmm. forbid I experienced some sort of sexual abuse or any sort of physical abuse or emotional mm-hmm. or spiritual manipulation. Mm-hmm. What hap- has happened in your past that has caused skewed views of these things mm-hmm. to really see humanity in a light that. God never meant humanity to, mm-hmm. to be seen in, mm-hmm. right? He says we're every person, regardless of who they are, they're created in God's image right. in his likeness, right. right? So pornography and abuse uh, and objectification of people is a distortion. So what, what in my past has caused me to see things that way? So right. that's what I'm saying. Being renewed is not just, oh, I'm not acting that way, but really I'm understanding what's happened in my heart and my head yeah. to, to my good and for God's glory, right. for my good and to God's glory. Yes, yes. No, that's good. That's good. I think it's, Mm. yeah, renewing, being renewed in the knowledge is not a flip of the switch, Mm. right? It's a journey and it's something that we're going to have to walk through and it's good things. It's a good journey to walk through and to face those hard things of our past Um, and to renew in the knowledge. I just think of going to Genesis and understanding the beginning, understanding what God's design and purpose was and still is for humanity and Mm. what what he desired when he created Adam and when he created mm-hmm. Eve. Yeah. Understanding, you know, I know the Bible says, like, who can know the mind of God? But understanding his character, right? We may not understand the whys behind everything, yeah. but we can begin to understand um, 
his character, his nature, his goodness, and how we can start aligning what happened to yeah. us um, with he has purpose in it. He doesn't waste anything. And yeah. he is so good in that. Well, that's and so, when, when we fix our, a few episodes back, we talked about fixing our eyes mm-hmm. on Jesus. We, um, I forget the lyrics of the song we talked about, but it was almost brought me to tears. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. We can't know the mind of God, but we can know the character of God. Mm-hmm. We can know it. And by looking to him, looking at him, hearing his word, reading his word, studying right. it, we become more like him. The right. Holy Spirit makes us more like him. <clears throat> so there is this like full circumspect transformation that happens. Yeah. And we, we started this top episode talking about the, the epidemic of pornography right, and the harm. And where did we end up? We ended at the human heart. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> we, that. <laughs> we ended here. We ended looking inward saying, at what level am I believing these lies and right. how can I in turn walk in the light? Yeah. And that's, I think that's going to be the topic of our next episode. So right. if you're in this spot where you have thought, pornography was okay, or you have been addicted or you've been abused. And because of that, your, your view of sexuality has been skewed. And if pornography is a problem in your marriage, we're going to talk about what does it mean to walk in the light as a husband, as a wife right. out of, so you're walking in the light out of this darkness, right. this particular darkness right. Right. of pornography. Right. And I will tell you, it's not an easy journey. It's a very long journey, but it is a possible journey. And it is a life giving journey. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and I re- think we should just leave, leave yes. with this verse. Um, because just to, not to leave you hanging, but to leave you hoping, I guess. Ooh, that's good. You're welcome. First uh, John 1, 5 through 10, uh, the, the title of the chapter is, or the section in the Bible is Walking in the Light. Uh, so verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Man, I love ending on that because that is a call Mm. from John to walk out of the darkness into the light to be honest. Mm. And it's not a call. It's not a con- condemnation. It's a call. Mm-hmm. You're, he's, he's not saying shame on you. He is saying, just recognize that you're a sinner. Yeah. Don't lie to yourself. Right. Don't make God to be a liar. Yeah. And saying that you already walk in the light. You don't right. sinner. Right. You need to walk in the light as he is in the light. And how can right. you do that? You can only be in Christ. There's a whole d- theology around the doctrine of the union of Christ, right. abiding in Christ, what that looks like. You can only walk in the light as he is in the light. And guess what? He is fully in the light. Right. And we you are, are covered in the, yeah. and you, you are covered in the blood of Christ. Yep. You are in Christ. That doctrine of the union with Christ is impenetrable mm-hmm. in terms of your salvation, in terms of your sta- your standing with God. And so he's saying, but if we walk in the light, which we're going to talk through this, how do I how do I open up myself mm-hmm. and be uh, meaningfully risk riskful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the right word? <laughs> with my heart and saying right. to my wife, or how can you, listener, say this to your wife? I'm struggling with this. I want to yeah. walk in the light in this area. Or wife, if you're struggling with this, how can you go to your husband in all your shame and say, I've been addicted to pornography? Yeah. Or I've dealt with, either of you, if you've dealt with any sort of abandonment issues or abuse issues or any sort of sexual history, how can you walk in the light why? So that we can 
be made clean from our sin mm -hmm. and we can have fellowship with one another. Mm -hmm. Those promises are huge in our lives. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. This episode was really to lay out the problem to, to kind of bring to light some of the, the hard facts and statistics mm, yeah. um, and to just bring words to the effects of pornography on relationships, especially marriage um, and to bring scripture to heavily bring scripture into mm. this epidemic because it's not something that is outside of God's control. Um, I think our hearts would really rejoice in a mass exodus and mm -hmm. obviously seeing the industry fall um, that's our prayer. Um, but this episode really, again, was to, to lay out the problem, to start seeing scriptures um, in light, well, to see these, I guess, the, the epidemic of pornography in light of scripture would mm -hmm. be a better way to phrase that. Um, and this, the next episode that we're going to talk about is sharing parts of our journey of how we, God helped us walk out of pornography in our marriage. Um, and how to kind of have those conversations and, and a wife or a, the other spouse, how is, what is your role maybe in that? If mm -hmm. you're not engaged in that and this is coming as a big bomb dropping to your marriage. Um, and is there a role of, of your small group and, and gospel community that, that, that should be in play here? Um, mm. and then the last thing is that there, there's so much joy to be had when with a porn free marriage there's which in other words living inside of god's design mm -hmm. has more than we can imagine um at this point yeah. so just to encourage you to to paint the picture of hope and to share kind of our journey um that will be the next episode yeah. so hopefully it leaves you hanging a little bit and on top of the journey and everything selena so beautifully articulated we will also be sharing resources um, tangible resources that you can grab a hold of yeah. wherever you're at things that we've not, not things we've created, but things that we we know that are useful. Right. Right. And hopefully that will start. If you're, if you're at the beginning of this trailhead and you're thinking, man, this is a mountain I cannot climb. We're here mm -hmm. to tell you that we've got equipment and we've got Sherpas, <laughs> people that will help you get yeah. there. Yeah. And obviously Jesus is the, God's is, given us the map. He has given you the Holy spirit. Yeah. To, to work on us, your heart and yeah, to guide you the entire us, way and yeah. to give you strength and to, to do the, do the change in your heart. So yeah. anyway, we're, I'm excited for that talk. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. Um, I think a couple's conversation challenge here would be, um, maybe it first of all, an internal one of saying, okay, wh what is my stance on this? Do I agree with this? Obviously as believers, we don't, and it is sin, but I don't not, agree with pornography. Pornography, yes. yes. And I, but I'm not you and maybe this is something that you think as a believer is okay because it's it doesn't hurt anybody, right? So I think that's a first like an internal conversation and then if you're courageous enough as somebody said earlier this morning, um I would bring it to your spouse and say we need to have a conversation about this. Yeah. Um even if you, maybe you're not the one dealing with it or you don't know if your spouse is dealing with it. Maybe you feel like no, we haven't been dealing with this. It's always a good time to check in and have a conversation, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's sh it's short, it's brief, or it's a more in-depth one. I think that would be very productive, at least to start. If you're looking for a place to go in terms of learning more of the information that we've just shared, there is an abundance of information on it. We don't know how it's going to affect kids in the decades to come mm -hmm. or how it's going to affect our society in decades to come. But we do know here and now the, the effects of it. Start at this website, fightthenewdrug.org. I found that website to be pretty um, well-rounded, yeah. and it feels like they're they're looking at the science of it, 
there's a ton of resources in the Christian world about pornography as well. You can go to fiercemarriage.com and even just search porn and you'll see even our, our story there yeah, a little bit. Be careful how you Google all that stuff. Yeah. Don't Google the word porn. Just not, a, not, not a good okay. idea. If you use words like statistics or research on pornography yeah. and have safe search on yeah. and maybe do it together. So yeah, you're not alone. You yeah. Then you can look up some stats, but you know what? We need to wrap our heads around what's going on here so that our hearts can follow. Yeah, so um, and the Holy Spirit is faithful to let that happen. So let me pray us out and then uh, we'll call it an episode. All right. Jesus, your grace mm-hmm. is needed and thank you that it's also available. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guiding us and um, helping us to see the depth of our need for mm-hmm. you and the depth of our need for purification and cleansing and renewal in our hearts and our minds and um, in our culture. Yeah. So God, I pray that you would be working in our hearts Um, Ryan and Selena, but also in the hearts of the listeners, the husbands and the wives who uh, maybe don't, haven't thought through this, or maybe they're in the middle of a huge struggle, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a a reason that they're fighting right now, or maybe it's a reason they're separated temporarily. God, Mm -hmm. I pray that you'd be working in their hearts, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. And God, as you're working, I ask, I ask that you give them joy and hope, Mm -hmm. knowing that God, you have not abandoned them. You have not turned your back on them. Mm -hmm. You have not forgotten them and you have not uh, you have not uh, decided against them. God, yeah. you are for them and you are wanting us to be made holy in this area. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, we trust we trust you and we ask you to continue that work. Father, thank you mm-hmm. in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So like I said, next episode, about seven days. Yeah. It'll be a good one. It's going to be a good this one. This episode is? In the can. All right. With all the other episodes. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> um, don't forget, um, if this is something that you're passionate about, Christian marriage and seeing God's truth made alive in in hearts of real couples around the world, we, you can partner with us to help that happen. Your funds help this podcast directly. Mm-hmm. They pay for our producing, our producer. They pay for, we don't have any ads. That's why. Yeah. Because of wonderful people like you. You can go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage and you can be a part of of pointing couples to Christ and commissioning them for the gospel. Mm-hmm. So again, check that out if you feel compelled. Um, other than that, step, stay fierce. You we'll, already did we'll the episode. We'll see you in seven days. <laughs> we'll see you in seven days and stay fierce. You can't put two of the same episodes. Oh, in just one stop it. <laughs>